Hello, I'm Anthony Myers, editor of Confectionery News. In this special Clean Label podcast, I talk to Pablo Perversi, Barry Calibert's Chief Innovation, Sustainability and Quality Officer, about the company's brand new whole fruit chocolate, which is made from 100% pure cacao fruit. We spoke directly after its launch in a former factory, now Art Space in San Francisco. Take a listen. You must be delighted with this new category um, from a sustainability point of view. If you could just tell us, tell us a little bit more about what's, I, what I this means. I am so proud of what the company has actually achieved. We've just come this week from the Climate Summit where everybody's talking about action and not words, where everybody's talking about nature-based solutions. And here we come with a solution that not only make sure that the farmers get recognized for a whole fruit and not for the things that they throw away. Um, and also, we're doing this in a sustainable way, setting new ways of farming, but exciting the market to needs that hadn't been met before. Um, and this is another reveal from Barry Calabat in the same way that we tried to do it with Ruby. Um, and I think that we will continue doing and is in the blood and DNA of our company. And obviously, as a clean label product, it's, it's up there. It's, there, is, there is no cleaner, is that right? Is that well, as a clean label product, it all comes from the cacao fruit. So it's a whole fruit experience. And the great thing about it is that we've managed to unravel a lot of value for that cacao fruit experience because you're talking about products that can go into ice cream, you're talking about products that go into beverages, into bakery, and obviously the heart of our company into chocolate. But the opportunities are infinite when you actually think of all of those. Because when you go into beverages, if you think of coconut water, this is the next coconut water. But you can do smoothies, you can do lots of things. When you talk about fibers, for example, if you think of reducing sugar in chocolate, we can do it with fibers that are from the same fruit where the bean is coming from. So in the declaration, you're not using names that consumers don't know. You are actually using cacao fruit fibers. Okay. My, my next question then is, uh, and it's just one I've just thought of, is how does this fit into your business model? If you, with Ruby, I could understand, you know, it was chocolate-based, it was, you know. Now you've, you've, you seem to be um, diverting into other areas with the juices. Are you going to change your business? Well, don't forget that many of our customers mm-hmm. are in ice cream. Right. So you could do ice creams with this type of product. Okay. Many of our customers are already in bakery. Yes and we're actually bringing a baking flour which could replace the flour that is today used for brownies and do brownies with cacao flour. Many of our customers have beverages. Mm -hmm. So in in reality, it's a plus-plus model because we already have the business model and the route to market to get to these customers with chocolate and this is what we're appreciated for and that's why chocolate is central to this opportunity as well. But we're also expanding within the possibility, helping the farmers with this, and making sure that our portfolio is a little bit wider, but still focused. And my next question, perfect for you actually as well. As as you as Barry Calibert have stated, and as as generally known, 
70% of the uh, of the cacao before was uh, was designated as waste. What happened? What happened to that waste? Where did it go before? Well, well the farmer the farmers with a machete would yeah. cut it. Yeah. They would take the beans and they would throw the rest out. Right. And 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 basically in that process there's a machete that you don't want everybody working with a machete mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's waste. Valorizing that for them means that they have less of a job to do with a machete, and at the same time, they can actually get much more value from the cacao fruit than they were getting before. So it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. Okay, with the machete, obviously they're, they're cutting the pod from the, from the tree, but are they actually breaking the pod? Oh, and, yes. And um, so they still need the machete, actually. Yeah, but it's very different to cut a pot from the tree, which you can also do with other instruments than okay. to actually do it with a so, machete where you're cutting the pot in your hand to get the beans out. Okay, this farmer, is he, is he basically giving over the full pot rather than cutting it up? Yeah, eventually, eventually we will work with cocoa farmers so that we get the full pot and we actually process it. But yeah. the point is that that pot is worth more than just the beans on the yes. own. And that actually makes for a better living standard for the farmer. Okay. Was this a difficult process? Was it, how does it compare with Ruby to to develop this? Um, Look, it's a much more technique. difficult process because you're changing the way in which farming is actually working. You're creating a completely new supply chain, uh, and obviously you're bringing about in order to value the waste a whole load of new products that weren't there before. So you have to engineer the whole system, the science, the savoir-faire, the artisanship Mm -hmm. to all those new products. Mm -hmm. So as as a result, it is a whole new process that has been more difficult, but we're very proud to be here today and uh, and reaping the benefits of what that difficulty has overcome, basically. We've done done a lot of work all over the place. And to be honest with you, we've done work in Latin America, we've done work in Visa, We've done a lot of work from Switzerland as well, and we've tapped into knowledge from all over the world. Because the world of today is such that you cannot do everything on your own. So you need to be able to understand from different perspectives how, how you can actually put that puzzle together. And this hasn't been an easy project in the sense that it was a conventional bean roasting process or anything like that. No, this has actually been completely new to the industry in a scale that nobody has ever done before. So that actually in itself requires quite a lot of technology and thought and, and capabilities that have been put together from around the world. Leeds International, they're Snack Futures. They're, they're the first company to come on board and to, um, to adopt this new, uh, this, new, this new fruit. Is that, yes. is that correct? Is you, you're happy with... With them, are they one of your your clients? Are they one of your customers? Absolutely. And and what actually happens is it's very important to announce something new with a customer that is doing it. Yes. uh, So that it is real, and Mm -hmm. so that you can demonstrate that you know it can it can be done. And they're the first ones that are out already in the market, Mm -hmm. uh, and you can actually look it up on internet and and find out all about them. Uh, But for us, what's important is that. They helped us develop something, or we've developed something for them, at a speed which is very agile, which demonstrates the agility that we have in terms of innovating to completely new concepts, but also rolling it out to the market in a way that is relevant to the total market. Because they're only using some of the ingredients, not all of the ingredients that we have potential for. Okay. Why San Francisco, and how important is it um, 
for Barry Calibut's um, presence with, with this new one. With this San, San Francisco is the leading hub in the world for food trends. And if you actually look at what's happening in San Francisco in terms of food trends, in terms of understanding the food market, in terms of millennials and centennials, what you find that San Francisco is a huge inspiration. And we really wanted to use that inspiration to power the launch in the same way that we use Shanghai mm -hmm. to, to power the launch of Ruby. Mm -hmm. um, so, so San Francisco has been a source of inspiration for us. It has been very close in the sense that the living standard of millennials and centennials is felt over here in a very palpable way that you don't actually find in, in some of the other places. Um, it's very progressive in terms of legislation also mm. towards facilitating sustainability really and thinking forward. Mm -hmm. So it's a real inspiration for us and it's a real honor to be here being able to show the world and unveil our new products. Okay. And as I understand it, already some of the uh, retail outlets and little artisan startups are, starting, are already using now uh, products from from this from this launch is that correct? We have worked with artisans to develop the product yes because I think it's important that what you do is you you use artisans who are the creative factor of the industry yeah mm -hmm. to bring out the things that they think can be the potential use for these for these products um, and also to make sure that we get the taste of the product to the best that it can be in the eyes of many of the artisans who are basically the best sensors for taste in, in the whole world. Yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, and then we've tested it with consumers. So artisans have been a real inspiration for us in the, in the development. Um, and that's why we wanted to give back to artisans. And this afternoon we have 30 of them coming in mm -hmm. who, who are part of that co-development that, uh, that, that we've been working with. Regarding Ruby, have you, are you surprised at how successful Ruby has been in the was it two years, two and a half years since its launch? Is that Look, I'm not surprised because I've always said Ruby should be the next white chocolate. Yeah. Uh -huh. It has a very broad appeal. Um, it is bang on trend. It covers a need of hedonism that we've actually identified in, in the market. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic product as well. It has great taste. Um, and it has a distinctive color that makes it very unique in the fact that you can be seen with it and it becomes almost like a fashion item. Mm -hmm. um, so therefore, it's taken off in Instagram, in Japan. You can see it all over the place in, in many different places. And I'm not surprised. I think, however, we have to make sure that the expectation of that growth continues to go because there isn't one category of food was created in one year or two years. Categories of food develop over 10 years and therefore that growth we expect to be steady throughout and continuing to develop. Okay, um, my final question, cacao fruit experiences, do you, what do you envisage for, for the future of, of this particularly, particular next category of food? Do you think it will rival uh, Ruby, do you think it'll take more time? Do you think it'll, it's, a, it's a slow burner, do you think? Do you think? Look, what I love about this category and what I think is very exciting is that it is all-encompassing in areas which are growing in the market. You're talking about snacking, you're talking about uh, bakery, you're talking about juices and, and, and beverage markets, you're talking about ice cream. These are all 
hot areas for millennials and centennials, they're all looking at the things that these products actually have. And therefore, I see a really new, exciting experience for a lot of different categories, which is a little bit different than we've just seen before, only in chocolate. Mm. Uh, and I see this growing all along food and drinks in a way that we haven't actually been able to play before from, from cacao, because at the end of the day, it all comes from the cacao fruit.